0: Welcome to the Phil's Landscaping Podcast, where we cover everything landscaping to help you consistently kick the day's ass. Hey, what's up guys, and welcome to another episode of the Phil's Landscaping Podcast. Today we have a very special guest and one of my good buddies in the landscaping industry named Dave Sullivan. He is a professional hardscaper in our local area. And uh, we're really happy to have him on the show today. Let's go. Um, Dave, uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself? How old are you? Uh, where are you from? What do
1: you do? Uh, how long have you been in business? What's up, everybody? I'm Dave. I'm uh, 37 years old. I've been in the landscape industry for, for a long time. i uh, worked for a lot of different companies. The last one I worked for was uh, a company out of Bothell and did hardscape construction for them and decided to go out on my own about four years ago mm. and uh it was a modest start and uh, we're still pretty modest but we're getting there and uh it's just it's been a sustainable thing and and it's it's awesome to see
0: us grow one thing at a time so like you worked for another company before that but like you didn't just start out laying bricks so how did you kind of get started in the in the business i've I'm friends with Devin, your stepson. Yep. And um, he told me that you guys lived in a apartment a while ago and he would tell me stories about, yo, dude, uh, David, he's got a landscaping business. You should really talk to him, Phil. Like, <laughs> yeah. yo, he'll be like, yo, I got to, I got to bounce. I, I got to take my lawnmower. I'm going to go make 300 bucks and go cut a couple lawns. And uh, I thought that was really cool. And Devin started telling me these stories when I was kind of cutting grass for my church. And he was like, you got to meet Dave sometime. You got to meet Dave. And then I I finally met Dave when I was starting my business. And uh, he's really helped me a lot. So maybe expand on that a little bit, Dave. Yes, I was
1: working for a landscape company. And then on the weekends, I was doing maintenance on my own. Just putting a lawnmower in a truck and doing a route and trying to grow it and just kept pushing. So when you were first starting, like how much
0: did you charge per lawn?
1: Oh, that that way, way too cheap. (laughs) I mean, that's, that was my biggest fear. was like, uh, you know, charging too much, not charging what I was worth and they're not going to hire me. It's too expensive, but you know, I was working for whatever, about 15, 16 bucks an hour. So $20 an hour seemed like a great, great gig to me, you know, and doing it on my time, my terms, and then you realized a little bit down, you're like, "Yo, I gotta raise my prices." I gotta charge I more. It. Yeah, yeah. It takes a while to get comfortable with with pricing and really realizing what you're worth and telling people what you're worth. Exactly. So, hmm. what yeah, more? Worth- what more were you rocking at that time? Oh, uh, some Honda from uh, Home Depot. Oh, nice. It said Pro on it, so I thought it was good you enough you became know became a pro <laughs> yeah probably uh, not sharpening the blades enough you know but yeah i mean i, I did it i would worked you know sometimes seven days a week that was that was basically how i first started out and then uh customers because i had a background or at that time was installing for a company doing hardscape so i started doing little projects for some of my uh, maintenance customers and, and that's kind of how it started and uh also, when I was working at that company out of Bothell, uh, the guy I work with, my buddy, we did uh, side jobs on the weekends, and we did uh, we did this project in Mill Creek for about two years on uh, on weekends. And wow. It was nuts. Yeah, we did maybe two thousand square feet of pavers, retaining wall, irrigate everything. And again, we were uh, we undercharged severely, but it was a huge. Huge learning experience. And it just kind of gave me that confidence to like, wow, we we made this. Yeah. You know what I mean? On ourselves. It wasn't just our boss giving us these plans. Like, we did it. What and year was that? That was probably, let's see, 09, I want to say.
2: That's, that's awesome. awesome. So that's the aha moment we always talk about on here. Like, the, you know, when, when people run their careers, you know, feel often we're always trying to feel like what was the moment where you go man look what we did yeah and then and then obviously for you another seven years you know really till you you went out and and pushed out on your own then right and in hardscaping.
1: yeah and just to be able to see something that you built that's going to be there forever that people you know that's an extension of their house that's what i always say it's like a you know an outdoor living space and that's that's one of the most rewarding parts is providing that for people
0: so Dave, in uh, hardscaping, you have to use a lot of different machines. You're moving dirt around all the time. Um, What would you say your most useful machine is, and what would you recommend for a new guy starting out to be the most uh, productive in completing
1: a hardscaping project? Probably one of the most useful machines that we use is the Vermeer Mini Track and that's something you can rent and it's worth every penny and uh just make sure you when you bid these jobs that you're factoring in those costs because it'll doing it by hand may save you 300 bucks but it could take you a few extra days and you know your time's money exactly yeah dave was just he i want to do a
0: little light heartscaping job and dave i was like hey can you come over and just uh Give me an extra eyeball and help me bid this. So, was oh, that the flagstone? Yeah. yeah. And then, so I was thinking, like, man, this project probably be like $4,000 or something like that. Yeah, and then, for the stone. Yeah. And then Dave comes and he's <laughs> like, uh, you're going to be uh, five grand in materials for this. Yep. And, uh, and then add your labor on top of that. So, like, don't cheat yourself. And I was like, whoa, this went from uh, 3000 to 7000 real quick. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, and I appreciate you for coming to help me with that too johnny I, yeah uh, yeah uh, so so yeah yeah
2: yeah what's been your what's been your favorite uh you know couple of projects that you've done that you feel like the man, we hit a home run on that one uh in a, it, while you've been running this company
1: uh, probably one of my favorites is uh when I first started out um uh, in Edmonds, it's like kind of a sunken patios, it was, was kind of the bottom of someone's uh, backyard and it was like a hillside. So we carved into the hill and we did these uh, gabion retaining walls and did a a natural, well, it was a dimensional bluestone patio, fire pit, water feature. Uh, And that was, that was awesome. That was back when I first started and uh, I ended up doing, and that client was great. He, next summer he had me redo all the lawn. um, And I think about a year ago, He had a a designer do a plant design, and uh, I helped him prep all the beds, uh, install thousands of dollars worth of plants, and it's going to be on the uh, Edmonds Garden Walk tour. He wants the uh, plants to kind of mature,
2: and then uh, so it's going to be part of a, a tour. Oh, that's awesome! Yeah, how about how about biggest wins in terms of the business? In terms of you know uh, some process improvement or piece of equipment or 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 staff or you know somebody on your team? Like, what's been kind of the biggest learning or or win there in the last four years?
1: Uh, one of the bigger wins was uh, finally deciding to hire somebody, and I, I lucked out with him. He's this twenty year old kid. He had. think i had to teach him how to use a wheelbarrow (laughs) but you know someone had to show me too at one time but uh he had no experience but he just showed up early every day and gave it 100 percent and it's like man this is this is working you know and then as time went uh you know he just became better and i could leave the site and he'd still be working you know and not a lot of hand holding so much anymore he's really that's a and you know that's another sense of accomplishment just uh teaching somebody that and uh yeah yeah that's awesome it's a lot better to teach someone
0: how to push a wheelbarrow than to teach someone how to work hard right pretty
2: much
1: yeah Uh, i mean if they're a hard worker they're a hard worker you can't make somebody you can just bring that out of them right yeah
2: yeah, that that hunger. How did you? So when you made the hire, I mean, I think there's a lot of folks listening that are hiring people, and everybody wants a job, and everybody, hey, can I get a job? Can I get a job? And, oh, I wish people were asking yeah, me for jobs. Okay, a job. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right now, maybe not quite. Everybody's but, got one, yeah. But but when when somebody's like you know wants to come work, how do you vet hunger? How do you vet that? How do you know, man, this guy might be a hard worker before? Obviously, you could put him on a job for a week and see kind of like what we'd be running for for a week and see what they got. But I mean,
1: I could tell right off the bat. I mean, just First, showing up on time, uh, asking a lot of questions, even when uh, you may think it's a dumb question. Like, a, I really appreciate that. And you, I could just kind of tell right off the bat that he was a hard worker, and yeah. kind of reminded me of myself when I first started, or you know, as a kid, just wanting to learn, wanting to do better, want more responsibilities, mm. learn new
2: things. Looks like, saving a three-legged dog can run its tail off, right, Phil? Yep. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: So, um, how, where'd you, where'd you find this employee too? Like a lot of people say, uh, I just can't find anybody to work for me. And if I find people to work, they're just a terrible worker. And so like, where, where'd you find him? How'd you coach him up and how'd you guys gel together to make a bomb team?
1: uh well let's see i actually installed a patio in kenmore for his parents uh-huh. and he was always well, still going to school and he his mom's like oh I, give my kid a shot you know he wants part-time job and i was like all right let's try it and then uh his first project with me actually it was that was one of the most physically challenging jobs it was this big staircase in uh Edmonds, and it was maybe i don't know 80 feet long we couldn't you know had, again another job. He can get machinery up there carrying gravel and five gallon buckets and <laughs> that's his first taste of hardscape and like he just showed up every day and did it
0: and that's all you can ask really yeah
1: dude and i was pretty impressed with that and then uh after that because that was his first taste of it and uh then we went to a quote-unquote normal job. After that, and he's like, "Oh wow, okay, this is easy." <laughs> yeah, he wasn't too sure if every job was going to be that taxing, you know. Yeah, and, uh, you definitely fine. build up some good
0: guns hauling uh, five gallon buckets up in oh, an eighty foot stairway. <laughs> man,
1: yeah, I had to start at the bottom, and it just got harder and harder further up we went. But that was that was a that was a doozy.
2: I had a
0: buddy that worked for a, a turf company, and they. Would get these jobs over in like Seattle and stuff, and with like steep driveways, small backyards with a big staircase, yep. and the boss was having them haul five gallon buckets and moving like twenty yards of gravel, and he was like, oh, yeah. "Boss, I'm not doing this anymore. <laughs> so I, I understand what, <laughs> what you're talking about."
2: <laughs>
0: um, what is your future vision? for uh Sullivan landscapes and where are you where are you at right now and where where do you see yourself being at the end of twenty twenty one and maybe like uh, the end of your five year or like down the road five years. Like what do you want Sullivan landscapes to look like?
1: Well right now, like I said, it's myself and one other guy. Um going out probably about 14 projects a year which is which is great but my my dream is to have two two crews to uh install crews and possibly a maintenance crew and then uh and myself be on site but not installing day in and day out you know and that's that's my dream job right my dream for that for my company and uh you know my wife and i she's she's a Integral part of this business and Mm. we've decided not to go in debt because at first it was like, okay Let's let's try this out for 18. Let's give it 18 months You know, I got had a few jobs lined up and they just kept coming and coming and I was like, all right We'll give it 18 months and then that turned into two years three four years now and but we've decided to not go in debt and uh, That's why I rent equipment uh, got a modest setup, as you can see, for a truck and trailer. Yeah, let's let's expand on that a little bit.
0: Because a lot of people think, oh, hardscaping. I need a big, dually, uh, diesel truck. I need a 16-foot dump trailer. I need a Vermeer. I need a skid steerer. I need <laughs> 20 guys. And that's how we're going to start. At so least like, 10. Yeah, at yeah. least 10, man. So, like... <laughs> Yeah, Saying that, like what what's your setup? And when people look at your Instagram, they probably think like, "Man, this guy's got right. massive setup." And like, so how do, how are you rocking it? And like, like what is it
1: right now? And what do you want it to be? Yeah, right now it's just an old Ford uh, dump trailer. Um, what size Ford? You know, small.
0: <laughs> it's an F one hundred and fifty. Nobody, it it's not a a measuring contest out here <laughs> uh but like we're just trying to say that like you can get you can get jobs done and do a quality job and put out a quality product yep. and it it doesn't have to be flashy you're not competing with another hardscaping company on Instagram that's on the other side of the United States because <laughs> nobody really gives too about that yeah like,
1: and it's hard you gotta you can't compare yourself to stuff you see on instagram right, right. And, uh I, I follow a lot of guys all across the country different hardscape companies that i kind of get some of my ideas from and and i kind of compare I'm like oh man they got this they got that why not me but you know like the money i spend on renting something is uh that's money i don't have to pay for for a paint a monthly payment that i have that i'm committed to you know. And who pays for your rentals? Well, just roll, It's all part of the uh, part of the bid. Yeah, mm-hmm. the customer's paying for it, so
2: pass down the cost. You're really
0: not. You're not doing any harm to yourself.
2: Yep. To, can you expand on it? Kind of that. That I love that 18 month idea. That time frame. We're gonna give it 18 months uh, in yeah. your life, and, and and one maybe expand on her role, but then also like, we talk about uh, we talked about in the last podcast too, and we talk about often is staying in business is key. Yep. Staying in business is key. And when you run you run lean, debt-free, your chances of staying in business through any economy, circumstance, become increased. Absolutely. And I, and I think that, that so often on the front end, people don't, don't quite understand and get that. So, one, how would you make the decision, like you say, to, to do it uh, with cash, organically with cash? And two, what's been your wife's role in that? And then kind of what have been the spots where you're like, man, this has been hard, but we're going to not – get the loan on the truck. We're not going to get the loan on the trailer. We're not going to get the loan on this piece of equipment. Like, where did you get that vision? Not everybody has that. Like what was the, how did, how did that come about? Just, just seemed to make good business sense. Was it by necessity? Was it your personal situation? Or I was, was
1: it? it was just being cautious, I guess. And, uh, realizing what was, what I started out with was, was working. And even though I wanted it to be better, it was like, wow, I'm, I'm doing it. And just, it was just mainly being cautious. Yeah. And, uh,
2: And what's her role
1: in the business? She does almost all the back of the house stuff. Um, You know, we have an accountant and a bookkeeper, but she, you know, she does a lot of the bookkeeping as well and just kind of keeps everything flowing. All the, you know, as you know, starting running a business is a lot of taxes. Um, So she's a key player in Sullivan landscapes and and uh, as my support you know she's encouraged me to do this and you know even when I'm like oh, I don't know about this you know
2: <laughs> and it's just she's, it's been like keep going and you know it, it's always worked. That's awesome and why why 18 months? That just seemed like the right time horizon to give it a go.
1: It did because it, it was uh, it wasn't just a short short term goal it 18 months you know year and a half it's yeah. like well if I can do this you know it I think I started out in uh, on my own in October, so I would survived a winter. You know, fortunately, we can work year round here. You know, and just being able to to consistently have work. And, yeah, uh, it yeah. took a while to trust the process and yeah. uh, and and just believe that it can happen.
2: And it takes time to hear it. It's clear to you. It takes time for customers to trust. You to trust oh, yeah. the company, you know, you know, two to three year mark is, is just staying in business long enough. So people go, oh, that's what Dave does. Yep. That's what Dave does. And then the business starts to more roll your way. Has that been your, your, your case?
1: Absolutely. And on uh, some of the, you know, neighborhood Facebook groups, have been very good to us, you know, it's just do good work. And I got, I get calls especially all the time. Like, oh, we saw you recommended on here. We saw your work, you know.
2: And that's that's huge. Yeah, yeah. And I think Instagram and, and the platforms that I've seen, and, and I started following the number after we went to the entrepreneur yeah. conference and, and uh, Phil continued, to go, follow this guy, follow this guy. The more and more I look at it, the more and more I, I see economically, it's a great platform for verification yep. for a cus- potential You're customer. Right. It's not a marketing tool. Necessarily in and necessarily another and You might get a you might get a job or two, but you're going to get most of your from referrals. That's your Absolutely, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And it's, when a
1: customer yeah. can send to their friend like, "Hey, check out this link," exactly, and they can see our work, you know, and they trust that some you know their friend or family member referred, gave that referral. Yeah, and That's it's, huge. so
2: there's no magic bullet. It's not just I got the great. Instagram page and everything's locked in, et cetera, et cetera. I'm going to be rolling into the right. Yeah, yeah. You got to do
1: good work and you got to be personable too. Yeah, yeah. Because these people, you know, they trust you with a lot of money to make this thing for their house, and you got to show up, do good work, and be personable with them. How how important do you think?
0: Like, because there's a certain amount of guys that are like. Uh, Instagram a waste of time like we don't need to do that right. we're, we're focused on hardscaping man we don't do Instagram, YouTube or Facebook like but that's actually a key part in your business so like how many jobs do you think that you've gotten because you've built a nice portfolio on uh, on Instagram and Facebook
1: I'd say most of them cause most people, of them yeah because I mean there's a lot of landscapers out there and for people actually see your work sometimes people don't want to necessarily like go on a website for some just like social media seems to just be easy more casual and um I forget where I was going with this but yeah I mean
0: it's like an owner op you're an owner operator yeah and people would be like oh yeah just go look at davesullivan.com and then or sullivanlandscapes.com yeah and then they're they're like oh yeah ask us a question ask for a bid and it's going like zoom, zoom, zoom over to Bobby Joe in the big office, right? And if they say like, "Oh man, the Sullivan Landscapes, they look nice." Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna send them a message right now, and then they get boom right from Dave Sullivan, his hands, yep. sending you a message back. And so, how do you how it uh, how key do you think it is to like get those messages and then? respond in a timely manner that's a big that's a big part of it is uh, how many jobs have you gotten because of that and how do you think yeah it's helped you in your business because i'm sure like some people have said like oh you know well uh blah blah blah. they sent me a quote yesterday and uh, i think we're just going to go with them
1: yeah that's huge um you gotta respond even when you you don't have even when you're not taking on any work you just say, hey, thank you for reaching out. We're booked till, you know, whatever. I'm sure that doesn't fit. If that fits your timeline, they say no. And then sometimes they'll call a year or two later be like, hey, can we get on your schedule? But just respond. Because a lot of times I'll get an email or a voicemail and I'll respond in the, uh, that day or the next day. And they'll be like, thank you for the quick response. I've been having a hard time getting people to follow through. Yeah. And then you schedule, you know, a consultation with them. It's at nine o'clock. Show up at eight fifty-five, mm-hmm. and they're just like, "Wow, thank you for showing up." I've had so and so. All these guys, no follow through, and that's huge. And get that, and and to get do that, do the estimate and get that information, get the bid to them as soon as possible. Most of the time, when you send it that day, you usually have pretty good results, right? Because they're, you know, and it's it's a trustish trust process because they're they're going to give you a. It's a lot of money, and to just start start off that relationship, being on time, responsible, and giving them a detailed bid is that That's huge.
2: Yeah, is that natural for you? I think there's a lot of guys that go, "Man, I do really good hardscaping or whatever for a hardscape company that I'm working for. I, want, I think I could do this on my own." And yet, their follow up, follow back, and follow through is shit. Yeah, and so so like they 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 actually would be they'll be worse. It'll be worse for them when they try to do it on their own because they don't have what you just described. So what was it? How did you, you know, what gave you the understanding that that was important? Because I think a lot of guys really value the work that are really good at crafting right. the craft. But but the, the the customer relations side, I think when you're now you're an owner operator, that matters so much more now. Like, what was it? Where'd you learn that? You know, we go all the way back. Like, what was there somebody in your family? Was there somebody in your life that you saw that, man, they valued that with Phil? It was his dad. Your word, you know, is your bond. That's all you have is your word is what his dad always says. And so what was it for you?
1: Uh, I think I've just I've worked for just good companies who had that follow through, had that uh, just the personality that goes along with running a business. And I think I just subconsciously picked that up. Yeah, because not all craftsmen can be business owners or they're not meant I mean they can be but yeah it takes it,
2: Well, I just think about Phil I think how many times you know uh, he'll you know they'll knock on a door and, 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 and get a hold somebody and and so what what happened to your last guy uh, he just stopped showing just up. just
1: disappeared hear that all the yeah especially when I did maintenance I'd be like did a great job and then they just disappeared.
0: Have you ever gotten yeah. about to start a hardscape job and you get to the customer's house and they're like, "Well, here's our leftover hardscaping job. Our guys passed <laughs> us." Has that ever happened to you?
1: I've done that. I try to stay away from repair jobs now because it's a nightmare and it's uh, there's a reason it needs to be redone. And uh, yeah, repair work for me, it's it's you just got to start over. Yeah, I've I've done some bid or estimates where it's like, hey, my lawn guy said he could do this, <laughs> you know, and uh, yeah, you don't want your lawn guy doing that. Yeah, and then you kind of tell them like what it takes to not only remove the bad work but start over, and it just they pay they pay for it twice, and then some, you know. So um,
0: this question isn't on our notes or anything. We don't have notes. We just do this free fall shoot from the hip. I've never asked anybody this, but I, I know one of the stories, but what is, so you work with lots of customers and you're working with someone new all the time. Yep. So who, what, don't say who, uh, <laughs> they probably won't be listening to my podcast anyways, but you don't know that. Um, so like, uh, what's been like your worst job experience ha. like hardest customer to Ooh. deal with and then we're, we're going to kind of wrap this up but let's oh let's leave this on boy. a funny note here
1: <laughs> <laughs> let's see yeah. um so yeah i've obviously worked with a lot of people and 99 percent of them are awesome i've even become friends with some of my past clients you know and but i've uh, i think it was it was about last year it was the only job i ever had to walk off of and it just, uh, the customer, I mean, I get it like, you know, I'm working for them, but it just started to become, uh, that they seemed to want ideas that just weren't possible. Yeah. And then telling them that that wasn't possible was, they just took it uh, in a very weird way. And then it just became, it just morphed into, cause it was a, it was a large project. I was there for about two months uh-huh. and, uh, there was just a point where I was just like, this isn't. This isn't worth it, and because I, I finished all the hardscape, and uh, I think it was just at the end when it was time to do sod, like the last thing, and uh, they were in tears, huh? Uh, there was yes, <laughs> I yeah, uh, and they just you know they just started uh, try, making me doubt my my ability, you know, and which was crazy. Like they, I let them get in my head, and I should have just said no. A long time ago, but I, you know, I'm non-confrontational and I'm so used to just having the best customers, you know, right. even, even ones who are like, you know, I've worked for some engineers who are very meticulous, you know, you'll show up on site. They'll be out there with a level, you know, <laughs> but those guys, you know, they're paying for it. They can do whatever they want. Right. And uh, it always worked. But this was just enough was enough.
2: How this customer, how, who referred this customer to you? How they...
1: uh, This was a uh, word of mouth on uh the Edmonds, one of the Edmonds groups something like that and the strange thing was is i had done work for him a couple of years ago, prior to that and it was awesome hmm. and so hmm. so it was it was a repeat job um but just
2: well and sometimes went you know, south. people are just it's not you yeah you know it's like it's not me it's not you it's me but like people are just going through a season or, or time period. Yeah. Uh, you know, and, and, uh, and you got to do what's best for your business and you got to do what's, uh, what's right for your energy and where you're going to place it. And that's, I think that's one of the challenges for, uh, you know, Phil's landscaping too. Sometimes it's just, you know, making sure we get customers, uh, the right customers, uh, for the right reasons. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it's, it's, you don't, you don't have to work for everybody. Right. You know, and knowing your worth, you said earlier, but knowing that, you don't you don't have to put up with with uh, with the customer that is is belligerent and and, and out of order either. Like right. that, that's not because if you do, you they're just gonna refer you to more of those.
1: Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah <laughs> and sometimes
2: – guys that are like that, keep guys that are like that around them so they can survive. Yeah, know?
1: and sometimes <laughs> you gotta go with your guts. Sometimes I've been, you know, done bids and you just you just don't get the right feeling from them and right and it ends up not you know they don't hire anyway Maybe. i think we get
0: another job to
1: replace it the
0: next day yeah <laughs> right
1: and that's one of the biggest things for me is uh mm. is just having faith that this is sustainable and you hear it, people tell you this well oh, just do good work you know but but then you, it's easy to get in your own head and be like ah oh, the work's gonna run out you know but it's like it just it just It just does. And I think hard work pays off. People are responsive to that. And saying that, uh, Dave's a busy guy, how
0: uh, it is uh, January right now and how far are you booked out into the
1: the season? Probably mid to end of June.
0: Mid to end of June. Okay. (laughs) And I'm sure when June comes, you'll be booked out till January, right?
1: Yeah. Well, the first sunny day in March, my phone will be ringing off the hook. You know, people want it, and that's when people say, "Hey, it's it's nice. It's time to call a landscaper, and uh, they want it done right." You know, but that's just part of it. People don't know.
0: That's when you say, "Hey, I'm busy. Call Phil's Hardscaping." <laughs>
1: <laughs> what's
2: your What's your What's your vision on going to two Cruises? Though you think you're going to try to do that next year or this coming year? Not
1: this coming year. I think uh, just kind of where we're at now. Our jobs have actually become bigger, and it's. Uh, just, we're just kind of going to ride what we got going on now. And, uh, I think in the next, after next year, we're going to do, just keep doing what we're doing and then start looking at investing in equipment, uh, hiring more people because, you know, the more people you hire, you got to have, have the jobs.
0: What's your guy's name? Jake? Jake. Yeah. D- yeah. Jake be like, yo, get all
1: your friends. Who's the next? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's a good dude. Hard worker.
2: Hardworking 20 year olds are the best yeah yeah. I, agree, man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I wish
0: i was i goofed around a lot when i was 20 man oh, so I. Was did I. <laughs> for dave solomon learning how to hardscape like he could potentially be your lead guy down the road if he chooses so yeah. uh that's a big step in maturity for a 20 year old for sure oh absolutely yeah. um well i i think we're gonna wrap it up here and uh I just want to say thank you, Dave, for being on the show, and uh, you've been a big uh, impact in my success in landscaping. Not to say that I'm very successful, but (laughs) um, yeah, like David, I I can call him anytime and he'll pick up the phone, answer my question, uh, whether it's easy or simple or what he helped me do like my first sod job uh gave me some input on cutting a paver block and um i just appreciate your friendship dave and uh becoming friends over the years and appreciate you saying um, i can't wait to see uh where we where we go down the road um sullivan landscapes sullivan four two
2: five seven nine one two seven three three yeah
0: hit him up what areas uh do you cover so our our listeners around here can find you
2: uh mostly
1: Edmonds, bothell kenmore um that seems to be where all the work's at um as of right now kind of pick pick where i want to work so i stay close and but yeah mainly bothell and Edmonds. all right all Right, maybe Woodville.
2: In there? Yeah, I kid? did a job
1: in Woodenville. Yeah, it was
2: right next to Jim's house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we got a bunch of folks, bunch of friends out there. That's awesome. Yeah. All right, Dave. Well,
1: thank you very
0: much. Thanks, and, Phil. Uh, he's got to get back to work now. So yeah. thanks for making time for us. And hope you have a great season this year, Dave. And um, for go, Hawks. The, go Hawks! Go Hawks! Too. Uh, we're we're gonna watch the Hawks game today. Uh, we're gonna crush the Rams uh, because the Rams suck. Um, <laughs> Uh Russell's going to get his head in the game in the first quarter too. So uh, Please, we're going to be praying about that. <laughs> Please, Jesus. <laughs> um, so for all the listeners, uh, we just want to say thanks for listening. Thanks for uh, giving us those reviews. And uh, tell a friend Especially about the five-star the, ones. Yes, five-star <laughs> reviews. That's that what goes. we want, man. Keep listening. Uh, we got more good episodes coming up. So um, thank you guys and have a great day.